This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our Locked on Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Happy opening day, folks. It's our prediction show. Here we go. White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know? Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. This day finally has come. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. My name is Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23. On Twitter, if you want to follow me, but be warned, it's a lot of hot takey um, opinions on that Twitter. Chris <laughs> Tannehill at Chris Tannehill and it's locked a, on socks. Yeah. There is in me on Twitter. It's a lot of Sopranos memes on Twitter. <laughs> if you like that show, and you like Italian Italian stereotypes. Yeah, I am perpetual. Like our like our Frank Manichino. Hey, hey, hey you don't. Don't hit the ball into the right field. Um, then follow Tanny. Our show is at Locked on Socks on Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Go and subscribe. And if we hit our 400 subscriber, we'll be sending out a Locked on Socks prize pack, including the shirt. Locked on Socks. It's nice. Tannehill made it. Beautiful. 312-566-8727 for the voicemail. Locked on Socks at gmail.com to write us an email. Chris Tannehill, how's your evening? Uh, doing well, Herb. It's episode 202. I will not be giving away my shirt. I'm wearing an MOP firing squad shirt. Uh, that's I will not be giving that to you uh, guys and gals out there. It's mine. Uh, I'm going to send out a prize pack. My bad to uh, Brian Malone, uh, who, who has been a great uh, Twitter advocate of mine and the 108 tourney. He was the random winner of the prize pack um, uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was now. I don't remember. But, yeah, he's he's going to get the next one uh, just because I promised to give out a, a prize pack to a random voter for me in the 108 tourney. Uh, Summer of George has, has secured that victory in the 108 tourney, so congratulations to him. I do not know him. I do not know Shy Sox fan Mike, but that's the beauty of the 108 tourney. Maybe we will from this point forward. But a couple things here, a couple two-treat things. This is our prediction show, as Herb said. We're going to go over the division winners major awards salute and tell you how we think this season is going to shake out across MLB. Uh, but real quick here, we, we did a fun thing on the score today, Herb, you were a part of it as was I, mm-hmm. and we did a home run pool, uh, which, you know, for guys and gals out there who had never done one of those before, I remember my dad used to, to do those when I was a kid, you know, you, you, you'd buy in and you could pick a certain amount of guys to hit the most home runs across baseball. And I always loved that concept. It's kind of like fantasy, but you're just only talking about home runs, right? So, you know, we did a draft today with 14 teams, 14 score personalities today on, on the score. And we did it live during the Parkinson Spiegel show. And man, it was a lot of fun. Like, I, I really enjoyed the time we had there. And I wound up getting... 
Aaron Judge and Jordan Alvarez, two guys who were in betonline.ag's top 10 in terms of odds that we discussed for home run leaders. And who did you wind up getting there, Herb? I wound up getting, of course, um, I said the nine Mets are my favorite squadron. So Pete Alonzo, who, like myself, has two first names. You can always trust us. And then a guy for a huge bounce back, Christian Yelich. He's going to hit a bunch of home runs, especially up there at American Family Insurance Field. Uh, they're not a sponsor. I'm going to scrub that. Uh, you got Pete Alonso pretty late in that first round, even though uh, most. Oh, I got him a third pick. Third pick, but still, that he was the, the odds on favorite in most books to, to, to uh, be the home run king. So that's a good job by you, letting it fall. I don't think a lot of these guys did actual prep, uh, prep work. Yeah, uh, it's because Dan Burns, <laughs> I got the best players. I got the number one and number three fan grass projected home run guys. Look, Herb, you're not even close. Look, Bernstein thinks he's like alone out there uh, on the limb picking Mike Trout. Like, yeah, we get it, man. Mike Trout would have went first to anyone else probably. Like, hey, guys, <laughs> not this good player. I looked at Don't the, tell anybody else. <laughs> yeah. Mike Nelson Trout. Uh, he is the melville meteor um i don't know why i turned him into grobber who grobber who took both of his picks in one selection and he wound up getting each of those guys uh in jose abreu and nolan arenado but yeah bernstein's like he I manifest that yeah he did you have to speak it into existence like you always say but it was funny mm-hmm. because dan bernstein's like yeah I, I looked at i looked at a lot of the advanced metrics and talked to people and he wound up getting mike trout <laughs> congratulations and, and then he got miguel sano <laughs> and then he was like bragging about it. I was like, yeah, if Miguel Sano is the guy that I've been hearing about for five to ten years, excellent. Yeah. But that Miguel Sano has shown up every once in a while. So I was tempted before I picked Kristen Yellers to get Miguel Sano. I saw him there. You know, like I like to hedge my bets and say, hey, if this guy does have a great year, at least I win this. I don't think we're going to have any money involved. And I think Mitch said $500 for a charity. If $500 on the line, the charity is the Herb Negro Fund. United Wait. Negro Fund of Herb. That's where it's going. I hear that. I, I My charity is going to be the Big Green Egg Accessories Charity of America United Fund. Uh, so Wait, you, that, got, you already got a Big Green Egg? No, no, but... Look, five hundred bucks. I don't know if you know how much a big green egg runs. Like, I don't have it yet, but so what, two G's. Um, yeah, little little uh, south of that. Like, not quite. But I'm saying though, if you want to get all the cool accessories, like okay. the like the pizza slab, pizza stone, and all the cool little stands that it comes with, and all the things that really make it so it's really a, a centerpiece of your backyard experience. Like, you want to have every last dollar thrown to that. So hopefully, uh, but you know that'll be by then. By then, I'll already have it. By the end of the year, I'll already have my green egg. So I'll be able to. I was wondering how play payola and Plugola work on podcasts. Can we do that? <laughs> I have no if idea. you're out there listening, you're oh, this is the Wild egg. West. Sus- 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 supplier, you know, Chris needs oh, one. Dude. I don't need one. I don't have a balcony and or backyard, so you can. Uh, Give it to both of us. It's like it's both ours. <laughs> keep, keep it in his house. Keep it in my house. Yeah, we're redoing our backyard uh, this spring where we're going to create some more space out there to entertain. And it's a, just basically all grass back there right now. So we're trying to get some concrete back there, uh, you know, room to put some tables and chairs and a big green egg. And yeah, I I already know where I'm going. I'm going to the backyard superstore here in Wilmette, uh, north of us here. So that's like they're a former sponsor. I think people are always you're always a sponsor of the score once you're a sponsor but yeah they, they've been on the the airways before so i'm just going there i'm just gonna buy it and if they hear this fine but i'm gonna support a local business because you have to be a certified green egg retailer 
to to purchase and to sell their products. So I'm going to go up there and say what's up to them. Probably soon, maybe I'll, I'll treat myself uh, in, in short order here. But yeah, anyway, we're just rambling here about uh, about our, our stupid little caviar dreams here. What we're going to do with our $500 after we win uh, this home run uh, championship. But go back and listen to the 4 o'clock hour of Parkinson's Spiel today if you want to hear it. It was just fun, man. Just grab assing on the radio uh, with score guys, and it's why I love working at the score. Um Next up here, did you see this today before we get to the official predictions? I was looking at back at last year's predictions, and we did our show pretty close to when the, when the year started in July, and then baseball decided to change up its playoff structure, so it rendered most of our, our predictions like, yeah, u- like the, useless. like the day before. <laughs> it was like, what the hell are we doing? And then you saw today, baseball, they, they just now decided that they're not going to have the DH. Like, all of a sudden, they were kicking it around, like, we're going to vote on the DH today. Like, wait, what? All these other teams have been building their, their, their rosters in the offseason, and you're going to say, oh, we may have a DH now in the National League? It's ridiculous. But they voted it down, and we, we won't have that. But how dumb is that really dumb to give them a taste of real baseball where the pitcher can be the specialist that he is last year they're like okay the dumb baseball that you grew up with is done is done we're gonna allow this professional hitter to do his job and the professional pitcher to do his so i feel bad for national league teams especially the ones who invested last year in a designated hitter, a person that is going to be exclusive. And then they had to cut them or just have them on your bench for a death piece. But yeah, it's really sad that they're going to do this dumb thing. And it was mostly the players because they're trying to hold on to that for some type of leverage play going into the CBA. I don't like it. It's not great. I don't like my hitters. Like if Eloy was to be a designated hitter uh, in the future, I wouldn't like him being out of the lineup firstly or then having to play left field when he goes to a National League ballpark. Yeah, so here we are, the prediction show, and you know, just considering where we were a year ago in this country, in this world, I just got done watching that HBO documentary, The Last Cruise, which was about the the uh the was it the Princess Diamond or whatever it was, the, the cruise ship that was that had the outbreak of COVID. Like when not many of us knew what COVID was off the, and uh, they wouldn't let them back onto the mainland. Yeah, exactly. So that's like it's if you want a really uplifting tale, go to HBO and watch that. But just thinking where we were around a year ago at this point, opening day canceled. That was a rough one, and today happens to be the one year anniversary of when we lost our dear friend Ed Farmer. So we're always thinking about him, and we'll be thinking about him a lot this year as we see you guys back at the ballpark. But it just it's great that we're finally being able to preview a full 162-game slate, and things are, are looking encouraging. I'm slated to get my Johnson & Johnson vaccine next Thursday, so I'm looking forward to that one-shot deal. And I know you are in between shots right now, so I'm just uh, I'm just happy, man, that we're in this spot and, and, and the show's doing well and you guys are really supporting us. And we barely don't have to like promote that the shows are out each day you guys know where to find it you guys know we're there for you every day five days a week on locked on white Sox, and we'll continue to do that do that throughout the season so uh let's get on with it shall we but first i went back and looked at last year's predictions you know i was you know doing the uh, Barry Horowitz patting myself on the back all off season because I nailed the 35 and 25 record for the White Sox is fine well and good um, but we did whiff on a couple of things here just going back 
because they restructured the postseason after we did the show, I'm not going to you know go too hard on this, but oh boy, was I off on the Angels winning the AL West. That uh, wasn't a thing that happened. Uh, no new manager bump for the Angels, and even with the acquisition of Anthony Rendon, wasn't uh, able to do much for them. And I don't think any of us saw what was coming with the Marlins. I was way off on that one, picking them for dead last in the NL East. And other than that... Not a not a whole lot of things we we got glaringly wrong. Um, you know, I think a lot of people whiffed on that Marlins thing. But do you remember anything else last year that that was a big swing in the miss for old Herbie? I think I picked the Cincinnati Reds to be the yeah. NL Central champions. That's another one. I had them in the playoffs as well, not to win the division, but that's yeah. In that same vein, though, I did have the Cubs being in third place. The Cubs win the division in a short season there. So yeah, we Cincinnati made the playoffs. So we're good there. Yeah, oh, they did. That's right. Oh, man. You blink and you I miss mean, They them. didn't score any runs. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that the whole Trevor Bauer thing, uh, and they you know couldn't make it happen. And you had the, one of the great moments in postseason history with Marcelo Zuna with the, uh, the posing for the selfie celebration uh, following the home run. Yeah. Mm. I know. I know. Um, all right, so – we, we pretty much nailed it. Let's just say we nailed it. We know everything. And, uh, so we, we will go back and revisit our, our, our swings and misses, as, you know, and not just the victory. So we're full transparency here. All right, let's get and, on. And that was it. bad, too, last year with the record. I think I picked 28 wins for the White Sox out of the 60. So I yeah. was off by, was it seven? Yeah, you were rooting like hell like during that last 10 games. We were like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah make it look better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, I remember when we hit like 35 – when they went to the uh, clincher and they won versus Minnesota, yeah. we're like, man, Tanny, you really uh, <laughs> undersold yeah. this team. They're going to win 40. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, uh, we're stopping. We're not going to win another game except for that Cincinnati game versus Trevor Bauer again. Yep. I had the uh, Dodgers winning the World Series. I don't remember who you picked. I, I didn't have time to uh, note this on my end here. Do you remember who you had last year in the World Series? If knowing me, I probably did have Padres. the Dodgers last year too. I <laughs> yeah, think we were in agreement. Yeah, except I had them over the Yankees. Obviously, it was the Rays, uh, and yeah, so uh, nailed that one. But here we go. Let's start in the NL West, shall we? I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll let's we'll go from last to first here. I've got Rockies, who are a total disaster. If you want to feel better about the White Sox and pretty much any fan base you are out there, maybe let's say you're a Cub fan listening to the show because you enjoy our work on the score, so you just like the baseball conversation, go back and, and watch that Rockies press conference after they, they dealt for they, de- they dealt away Nolan Arenado. It was quite a thing to behold, talking about prospects that they know nothing about and why they had to do it. It was just everything wrong with, with the game itself. Didn't and they bring a fan up? No, I th- no, you're, that a different you're thinking about the Houston Texans. <laughs> All right, same thing. <laughs> it was around the same time, yeah, in both uh, train wrecks. So I've got the Rockies last, followed by the D-backs, then the Giants. And my first wild card participant, of course, is your Friar Faithful, the San Diego Padres. And first place once again, even, uh, even though I'm, I am just a, a waffling biatch going back and forth. I think I said last night on the Future Sox podcast that I had the, the Padres – uh, coming out of the National League, and I just I'll get to that later. Who's going to win the pennant? But uh, I have the Dodgers in first place in the NL West. What about you? How's the NL West shake out for yourself? I have the exact thing you set up right there. I love my Padres, but I think the Dodgers didn't rest on their laurels. They won the World Series, and they're like, let's go and get more people. Let's reinforce how good we are. And the Trevor Bauer signing does it. They're going to have 
two guys. They're like the White Sox, but a little bit better in their pitching staff. They're top five solid. And they got two guys in uh, Goslin and Price who would start for most teams. So coming out of the coming in the bullpen, like our two guys in Crochet and Kopech, but different situations. So a little too tough for the Dodgers um, to relinquish the NL West tire, title to the Padres, but the Padres are coming, and I still got them in the NL wild card. NL East, for me, I'm going to hate on the Marlins again. I think last year was not a fluke because they had some good young pitching there, and I'll get to one of their young pitchers uh, in the awards uh, segment here, but I'm going to go with the Marlins, bring it up the rear once again. Uh, again, this is last of first, followed by the Phillies. Nationals, I like the improvements that they've made. They, they've added some winners to their team in Schwarber and Lester. And uh, I think they're they're just always going to compete, man. They, they you know Mike Rizzo or uh, knows how to to build his team, and they're always going to be in the mix. Again, like, they they never settle. So I like them there. Uh, second wild card will be the, your favorite squadron, uh, the the Nine Mets, of course, and then the Braves, uh, retaining their AL their NL East title uh, and uh, winning first place for the National League East. What about you in the East? I agree with you on the Marlins. They're going to be in last place in the NL East. I do slightly differ with you on the rest. So, yes, I do have the Phillies in fourth, but I'm going to switch a lot of things around. I have the Braves in third place. I have the Nationals in second place and a wild card team because I believe that the additions of Kyle Schwarber and Josh Bell are huge, especially left-handed bats. Uh, Josh Bell's a switch hitter. Had a bad year. Both of them had bad 2020s, and their team sold low on these guys. I expect big years from both of them. And the Nine Mets being my favorite squadron with that pitching staff, with the hitting, with Francisco Lindor looking for a big-time deal, which he hadn't signed, that Stephen Cohen's still putting out big-time money out for the man. He's looking for a big-time payout, so he's going to have a great year. Ari picked Pete Alonso for the home run pool, so Nine Mets are going to be winning the NL East. All right. You heard it here first. Uh, not first, but you heard it here. Um, NL Central. I'm going to go Pirates. Pirates are just – they're not good, Herb. They're not going to win a lot of games. I think the best thing to happen to the Pirates this offseason was Vanessa Hudgens uh, dating uh, Cole, Cole Tucker. Tucker. Yeah, um, that's the best thing that happened to them, and it's a really good thing to happen. Um, followed by the Reds, Brewers, Cubs I have and then the Cardinals uh in first place in the NL Central no wild cards coming out of there for me what do you think about the Central I have it just shifted with the Cardinals and the Cubs so sell me on the Cubs sell me on the Cubs Herbie I just think that while they did trade you Darvish and it seemed like they were giving up especially with Darvish and trading off Kyle Schwarber their replacements are not just like bums they're not just at the replacement level i think zach davis zach davis i can't get, gotta get I, I do right it too i want to call him kyle davis so badly because <laughs> he reminds me so much of kyle Hendricks. i think zach davis he had a solid year in san diego he was good when he was a brewer he knows the division he will have a, a better year than people expect kyle Hendricks will do the same jake arietta coming back to the cubs I think a resurgence, not the Jake Arrieta that left the Cubs, but a guy that is much better and much healthier than the guy that left or that was in Philadelphia. And then a guy that I've covered it for a long time and the White Sox try to sign him, Jock Peterson. He's coming into his own. He's going to get all these at-bats versus left-handers. No more platooning 
in a deep Dodger system, which I think contributed to his low batting average and his underperformance. When he got to the playoffs and they gave him mad playing time, Jock was killing. It was Jocktober. So I believe that Jock and the resurgent uh, Cubs lineup with a bunch of people who are going to be on their walk years, Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, all on their walk years, is going to lead them to the NL Central crown. I like the Cardinals. I like Nolan Arenado and the uh, first and third they have with Goldschmidt, too but I don't think that they are better than the Cubs this year. Um, yeah, the thing about the Cubs that, that that scares me a little bit is if they if they kind of do what they've been doing in, in their full season sample size over the past few years where they just kind of like, you know, just, you know, slowly, you know, make their way through the schedule and they don't really impress. And, yeah, they, ha- they have flashes, but I worry about if they don't really show that they're a team that, that can compete – and and compete for a deep postseason run. I worry about that they're going to sell off some pieces there. And there's no Rizzo extension yet. It did sound like Jed Hoyer was confident they're going to get one done. But I just don't know what they're doing. Like I, I think they're going to reverse course and maybe add some some pieces while fans come back to the ballpark. But right now, like I'm judging them by how they've been acting, and they've been acting like a team that's going to. Uh, go into not a, a rebuild but a relaunch. So I worry if they if they don't get off to a hot start that they may sell off some pieces there. So that's my only concern. But the talent, I agree with you. Uh, the pitching staff's not going to be as bad as people say, and just because it's not a ton of household names or hard throwers doesn't mean that they're not going to be able to get people out. And the offense too is always dangerous. And Javi being Javi maybe again this year, getting the video back and uh, getting some fans back you know I know people say that's an excuse or whatever but you know that stuff matters to some guys so I definitely could see the Cubs uh you know taking first place as well and coming out of that division but I, I just worry that there's so much so many layers baked into that season for the Cubs and how everything's got to go perfectly and if things begin to sputter for you know a, a week or two and you may start to see uh that thing begin to unravel a little bit uh all right so the postseason picture for the National League, uh, the senior circuit. I've got Padres over Mets in the wild card, uh, Dodgers over Padres, which contradicts what I told future Sox. But my initial locked on bold prediction video had the White Sox toppling the Dodgers in the World Series. So that's why I can't go back on that. I've got Dodgers over Padres, Cardinals over Braves, and then Dodgers over Cardinals in the NLCS. Uh, how do you have, uh, who do you have coming out of the uh, National League? and winning the pennant this year, and how do they get there? Well, I got the Padres beating the Nationals for the wild card. Eventually, I have the Dodgers winning the series that they're facing, so they're going to have to face the the wild card there, which would be the Padres, right? Yes, the, yeah. The best team, I think the Dodgers are going to win over 100 games, maybe not 103, so they'll be beating the Padres again, not a sweep like they did last year. So I have the Cubs beating the Mets in the battle of the two lesser uh, division winners, and then the Cubs going down again to the Dodgers in a complete oh, sweep. The man. Dodgers are a dominant juggernaut that's going to be really hard to stop. And I understand I say that the Padres' rotation is better than the Dodgers just because I like the arms, but the Nelson Lamette won't start the year as uh, in the rotation, so they might struggle early in his uh, rotation spot. But when it comes to the playoffs, throwing out Walker Bueller, getting Trevor Bauer out there, and you got your choice. I mean, Dustin May is in the uh, rotation now. Of course, Clayton Kershaw is still there. 
it's just filthy. You, Urias, who closed out the, I think the last game of the World Series. So did, yeah. it's it's just dumb. It is really dumb that they have so many great options there, and of course the bats are elite there. You want to do awards for the National League? Do you have those at the ready? I'm gonna go with the NL MVP is the face of baseball. It's Fernando Tatis. The Padres are going to win 90 plus games this year, and he's going to have a monster year. So I believe that the coronation will start this year for Fernando Tatis. It'll be one of many MVPs he's going to win in that 14-year contract that he signed with the Padres. For Cy Young, I'm going to go with Walker Buehler. He is undoubtedly one of the best pitchers in the game and be buoyed by a great team and a pitching staff that's going to challenge each other to be the best that they can be with Trevor Bauer joining the staff of uh, Clayton Kershaw there. And like I just said, Urias, Dustin May. God, I don't know if you've ever seen the movement of Dustin May's fastballs. Or today, Blake Trinan, who's on their uh, bullpen, he's throwing a 100-mile-per-hour sinker that's moving from left to right. It's just dumb how great they are and they're still having Kenley Jansen maybe close games I was like no Blake Trinan do that do that thing right there or Bredesar Gratterall that thing is too as 100 miles per hour coming off the bullpen so I believe that um, Bueller will be the uh, Cy Young there as for rookie of the year um, I was gonna be on this guy last year but the Dodgers are so like strong with like players, they sent him back down to the minors because he was talking really spicy. <laughs> Gavin Lux, yep. And so I'm thinking that Gavin Lux finally gets his shot, and he's going to be taking the NL uh, NL uh, Rookie of the Year. And those those are my guys. I mean, Manager of the Year. I, they're going to give it. I'm sorry, we don't think they matter. I didn't. I didn't. Pick, I don't think I they matter. One. But they're going to give. <laughs> since I got them 95 wins, I'm going to give it to Jay Stingland. And I know I'm NL West heavy, but when you're going to have a hundred plus wins in the Dodgers and 95 or 90 plus wins for the Padres, a lot of the awards going to come from there. We both think the Central is weak, and I believe that the Mets and the Nationals will be the teams out there in the East and you believe what the, the Braves and the Mets out there. So I don't think they're going to be a dominant team. And I think they're going to be beaten up with each other in that really good NL East. So I don't think a lot of the awards will go to that because the records won't be representative of a dominant team. So they won't give them the MVP like they did last year with Freddie Freeman, because the Braves had such a great year in the 60 game season. So I'll go with uh, Luis Rojas, I guess, manager of the year, major media market, you know, Mets big storyline. I think they will back up uh, the the revenue they spent. So I think I'll just go just for contrarian sake. I'll go Luis Rojas to win the uh, manager of the year in the National League. Um, rookie of the year, I believe Sixto Sanchez still qualifies. So I think, you know, that's that's a slam dunk for me because that's a guy who's already got uh, a, a nice little 2020 season under his belt and postseason experience. Like I, I like that play there. So uh, they had six toe Sanchez and five, six finger Alfonso Alfonseca. That's right. Yeah. Former jewel shopper of mine. Yeah. Um, for Cy Young, I've got the Degrominator Jim Brewer. Ooh, um, another and, one. Yeah. And MVP. We're in agreement here. 
uh, Fernando Tatis. So I think that's self-explanatory right there. One of the most dynamic players in all of baseball can do so many things to help you win ball games, and just he he's the face of baseball right now. I think you know it's not it's it's Mike Trout's an all-time great, but as far as the identity of baseball, you can argue it's it's him and Tim Anderson, ironically. So yeah, I think it'll be Tatis. Uh, we'll take a quick timeout here, and when we come back on the other side, we'll get to Ban Johnson's American League. We'll give you predictions of how we think the American League will shake out. That's next here on Locked on White Sox. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Locker Room. Welcome aboard, Locker Room. They're one of our new friends, new sponsors on the show. Locker Room is the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders all in real time. They're perfect if you're going to do a watch party, a debate, a post-game breakdown, or just maybe reacting to the big news of the day. I'm hoping Herb and I will get to get down with the Locker Room app during the regular season, and you guys can interact with us on there, and then maybe even we'll share some of our interactions right here on Locked On White Sox. So all you have to do is download the Locker Room app, and best of all, it's free in the iOS App Store. All you do is create a profile, link it to your Twitter account, and then join your preferred league. And don't forget, folks, we want those takes spicy on the Locker Room app, okay? Download the Locker Room app in the iOS App Store today. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. You know, folks, summer is coming. Believe it or not, yes, summer is almost here. And the number one thing you want to do is make sure your vehicle is ready to get out there and hit the road. So when you're looking for those auto parts to make sure your car's running tip-top shape, why go to one of those chain stores and get the auto parts when they have all the parts your car's ever going to need at rockauto.com. You see, it's good to maintain your car, but one of the best reasons to do so is to save money, right? You don't want to be stranded out there on the road this summer with your family when you could have fixed a simple problem with a little preventative maintenance. So go to rockauto.com and find those parts that your car is going to need to stay on the road and stay safe and have fun out there. I bet you didn't know, though, that chain stores have different price tiers for do-it-yourselfers and folks like you and I. But rockauto.com's prices, they're always the same for everybody. And best of all, they're always reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices on what the market will bear, sort of like how airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account logging in. No more fiddling around with passwords and login info and sending yourself emails. No more. That's done. You just go in there to rockauto.com, find the parts you're looking for, add them to your cart, buy them, and wait for them to arrive at your doorstep in a timely manner. Best of all, rockauto.com is a family business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And do us a favor, won't you, when you go to rockauto.com, write locked on in their how'd you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. That's right, 670 to score listeners. If you use the Odyssey app to listen to the station, you can subscribe or follow the podcast, the Locked On Sox podcast there as well. So it's your one-stop shop for all your Annie and Herb content, and who wouldn't want that? All right, Herb. The American League West. This is how the West will be won. See what I did there? I did. Okay, good. Um, this was a tough call. I, I, sp- I, I spent uh, so many nights awake thinking about how I was going to 
place this here in, in last place for the AL West between the Rangers and, and the Mariners. Um, but I'm going to go with the Rangers um, mm-hmm. and followed by the Mariners, who have a, a lot of young talent who they have no interest in bringing up to the major league level. If you saw their, their CEO earlier this offseason talking about their good players and how there's no chance they'll play. It's really great. A lot of great things going on in our game. Uh, followed by the Angels. And then the A's, but the Astros will reclaim their throne as a top dog in the AL West. How do you think the West is going to shake out? I have it exactly like you have it right there. I would love, like you did last year, to pick the Angels. I love Joe Madden. (laughs) Who doesn't love Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon? Quality individual. But they didn't do enough to bolster up their pitching staff. You'll see this weekend. The White Sox will feast on those guys. Dylan Bundy's good, really good. I think the White Sox will hit him hard. And you're depending on Shohei Itani to go out there every fifth to do something. He got hurt in spring training. So, and you know how I feel about my man Q. But White Sox are bringing fork and knife, even though they're not playing this week. And a lot of pitchers, a lot of hitters are going to be bringing fork and knife when Q's on the bump. So I would love, love, love to pick them because – it's a favorable team, but the Astros are superior, and so are the A's. Every year, the A's lose players, but somehow find a way to get into the playoffs. Bob Melvin's doing a great job out there. Absolutely. Uh, AL East, last to first, Orioles I have bringing up the rear, still going through their rebuilds. Things looking very bleak, and they're getting dunked on all over the place, and I, and I feel for them. Their social media team does a good job uh, withstanding it all, but they're going to be there at the bottom. Uh, followed by the Red Sox, the Jays. I have even with all their moves. Uh, I think you know sometimes when you when you try to, you know, they're going to have to get you know big time production from their young players, and they're going to have to prove themselves. But you know they 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 have some nice pieces there in the off season. But I think ultimately the Rays are you know second to none as far as scouting and developing, and they throw no money behind their team, and they're always going to be there in the mix. So I have them as the second wild card spot behind the Yankees winning the division. Now, the Yankees, I think, uh, I'll get to the Sox here in a bit, but the Yankees, I think, are going to be the White Sox and the American League's biggest uh, threat this year. How do you think the East is going to shake out, Herb? I agree with you on the Orioles being in last place in the <gasps> AL East. I mean, that's I'm it. very excited to see my guy, Trey Mancini, coming back from cancer. That's good to see. But I disagree with you on pretty much everything except for the Yankees because I think they are the class of the AL East. Where I go, I'm going is the Rays in fourth place this year. Losing Snell is a huge thing. Bringing back Chris Archer, you might think it's good, but you've seen him the last couple of years when he was a Pirate. It's gone. It's all. It's all gone. Red Sox will be in third place out there. Fourth place will. I mean, second place will be the Blue Jays. Much improved. Got to spend a lot of money this offseason. Their offense is, I think, now better than the White Sox because of Aloy being gone. A lot of young players, a lot of players who are sons of former players on that roster. It's always a good thing, and they're all studs. And then I'm going to go with, of course, the Bronx Bombers as first place. And I do believe that the Blue Jays will take one of the wild cards in the AL. Okay, so here we are, American League Central. And before we get to the American League Central here, I want to play for you. Uh, actually, let, let me go through the, the, the bottom to the top, and, and I'll play for you something that Rick Hahn said in just a second here. Now, 
I don't know if I if I'm a prisoner of of the moment and I'm suffering from recency bias here when talking to our our guy um, from Lockdown Royals yesterday. Rylan. Yeah, our guy Rylan. I don't know if if I'm all of a sudden thinking highly on the on the Royals, mm-hmm. but I have I have the Tigers being uh, in last place uh, because the Royals did. They Royals still have young talent that that's uh, on come up and you know Bobby Wood Jr., which I'll get to in a second. But I think ultimately they they improved their team enough where they're going to be able to barely eke out the Tigers. It'll be a close race there, uh, but that's how, just how I have that shaking out. But maybe if we, again, it's probably just because we talked to Ryland yesterday that all of a sudden I'm higher on the Royals maybe than I, than I would have been. Uh, Indians in third place in the AL Central I have, and... Let's get to it. Twins versus White Sox. Where am I going to go? Well, you guys have been listening to the show. You know how I'm going to go, how I'm leaning on this one here. But this is what Rick Hahn said yesterday when talking about you know the the roster. He came on and did a Zoom call after the roster was finally announced. And, and he was asked about how he feels about the White Sox going into 2021. Yeah, I don't view us as the favorites. The way Minnesota has owned this division the last few years, as tough as Cleveland has been, we've seen Kansas City, how improved they are. And shoot, last year, I think we won 90% of our games against Detroit. And that's kind of a hard, high bar to expect to repeat. So I, I, I view us as hunters. I don't, I don't think we're the favorites by any stretch. I, I do like the confidence that, you're, that you referenced in terms of, of Tim's comments. I think those are uh, a very positive sentiment to have in that clubhouse and, and, and well-deserved and going to serve us well over the course of the summer. But that said, like we still have to prove it. We absolutely have to prove it. The expectations being high are great, uh, but all that stuff right now is on paper. And, you know, we start on Thursday, let's stay healthy and let's take care of, take care of April 1st and then move on and hopefully take care of our division over the course of the summer. Yeah, the Tim Anderson comment he's talking about, of course, is... You're the best team in the American League. Yeah, fuck it. We're the best team in the American League. <laughs> My man. We don't play that enough, so that's, of course, what he's referencing. We don't play the raw the raw daddy version of that enough. So, uh, yeah, so getting to my pick here, I have the Twins in second place, getting mm. that other AL wildcard spot, shocker, yes, and the White Sox winning the American League Central for the first time since 2008 with a record of 89-73. and 73. I do think the Eloy uh, loss for, for the foreseeable future impacts that that over-under. I believe it was 90.5, so I'm inclined to go under on that win total for the White Sox. I think it will make a difference, but ultimately uh, the road that they get to uh, through the American League will be a little bit different, but ultimately I think they're going to be wind up right where they should be at the end of it. How do you have the AL Central shaken out? I'm going to switch on the bottom. Of course, I have the Royals in the last place bringing up the rear. I don't believe in them being better than the Tigers, even though the White Sox feasted on the Tigers. They have pieces out there that have done it and i believe the tigers are slightly better than the royals of course the indians in third place i have the white Sox with 90 wins this year 90 so more than you well that's funny because like if you told me white Sox are getting 90 wins i'll take that no matter how it shakes out whether it's a wild card or first place i would take the 90 wins because you got yourself a shot now with 90 wins, I would hope, in, in Herb Lawrence's uh, American League uh, worldview of things, right? So how many yeah. games do you have the Twins winning then? 91. Oh. So I got the White Sox in second place. Uh, it's a prove-it-to-me thing. 
the Twins have been running this thing. As Rick Hahn said, the White Sox are the hunter. They're not, they're not the best team in the American League. They're not the best team in the AL Central. As I was talking to Ryland yesterday, as I was talking to future Sox, uh, James and Mike Rankin, they had the opportunity to get some dis- distance between themselves and the rest of the AL Central. They didn't take advantage of that. We were, talked earlier about Marcelo Zuna. Talked earlier about George Springer, Michael Brantley, Jock Peterson. All these players available. Trevor Bauer didn't even get involved. The White Sox passed on all these guys. They were fine with Andrew Vaughn. Well, they didn't pass on Jock Peterson. He passed on them. Yes, and he lost. So exactly. th- to be fair, you know, like maybe I don't. I don't know. I I can't fault Rick Hahn for their pursuit of Jock Peterson. Maybe more I mean, more I, years. More years. You could say. I you know? I would say that you just stopped and then dropped Settled. anchor on Settled. Yeah. Ayton. Yeah. So 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 going for Eaton instead of uh, just waiting his uh, market out for Jock Peterson was a little, a little bit uh, early. So yeah, they did not separate themselves from the twins. And now the twins have reloaded getting column. A is a huge thing. We've seen column a walk the top tight rope, but never really gone off, never fallen off that rope. He's not a Melinda. He's always <laughs> going across and he's getting the job done. And that's going to strengthen their bullpen that much more. Um, getting a guy that we were coveting that Hector Gomez said was going to be our guy. <laughs> I mean, he said it in so many words, but he didn't. So he has plausible deniability. Yep. And Nelson Cruz, the boomstick out there. I like the fact that Rosario's never not there anymore, but a full year of Sano and a full year of Buxton might prove to be um, a wash for that loss of Rosario. I think the Twins are slightly slightly even before Eloy got hurt I thought they were slightly better yes yeah. than the White Sox and now it's just a little bit more I think the White Sox players on the team will step up for Eloy's departure Eloy will come back sometime at the end of the year and I yes I have the White Sox as a wild card team in that regard Okay, that's fair enough. I, I totally understand your argument there, and you know, just my my worry with the Twins is the the addition. It's not just this one thing, but you know, you add J.A. Happ to your rotation, and the White Sox are going to see a lot of that. And you're talking about this razor thin margin for error when they go up against each other, and that's going to be how this this, this division is determined. So I, I worry about exploiting matchups like that if I'm the Twins, you know. And the bullpen, how do you bridge to Colome? We know Colome is very effective. So I worry about them getting to him and other teams feasting off them a little bit in that, that soft belly of, of the middle of their bullpen, which is not horrendous by any stretch, but against elite teams, like I think the, the White Sox, you can call them an elite offensive team with the Yankees. Like they may have some problems there. And Colome, you know, people were calling for his regression for years now. And, you know, even up against the White Sox, maybe, you know, a guy who pitches to contact, I don't even know if I necessarily like that. Uh, as a matchup for for the Twins, so we'll see. Hopefully, they don't have many opportunities to get to that point. Hopefully, they're closing out these games early against the Twins with the White Sox dominant bullpen. But yeah, I, I, your logic is is totally understood. And you know, I am a little bit concerned after the Eloy thing. I thought they were easily a better team on paper, top to bottom, with uh, with Eloy, and now without him, you know, I do have have my worries that they're going to be able to hang with them offensively a little bit if your if your pitching is not perfect and Dylan Cease isn't perfect. So yeah, man, uh, it'll be a it's 
it's going to be a dogfight. You have them a one-game separation. I have it about a two-game separation. So either way, man, it's going to be uh, very, very, very tightly contested all year long, and, I, and I'm looking forward to it, man. Um, postseason awards here for the American League. AL Rookie of the Year, I have Bobby Witt Jr. And again, recent, Junior. Yeah, Junior. Uh, I'm, I'm a prisoner of the moment. Uh, get me out of here. I'm in the moment. Um, I, you know, even though we know he's not breaking camp with the team, just what I've seen from Bobby Wood Jr., he's just got he's got all the tools, man. And once he gets here, he's going to hit and he's going to play. It was well, now, I guess, uh, Adalberto Mondesi's hurt. I didn't see that. Like that, I think that came down today. So I don't know if that'll impact the playing time for Bobby Wood Jr. So I look for him to come up and make an impression long enough to be AL Rookie of the Year and other postseason awards for the American League. I've got American League Cy Young, Lucas Giolito. I think this this is the year. When you're on a good team and you're the anchor of that staff, and we placed money on Lucas, and he's just pitching at the top of his game right now. He, he, there was no setbacks for him in spring, and he closed out his season really strong, and I think now this is the season where he declares, I am an ace in baseball, and I'm, I can carry a team and be a stopper and be a, a game one of the postseason a series shutdown guy so I like Lucas to win the Cy Young and also uh maybe to get a spot on hot ones I just tweeted that clip out earlier this evening when we talked to Sean Evans who they did real dirty on SNL by the way with the Beyonce sketch I don't know if you I saw that Herb. That. yes you bald bitch <laughs> exactly so I tweeted that clip of Sean Evans saying that if Lucas Giolito wins a World Series and uh or Cy Young that maybe he can get on hot ones uh an AL MVP this one is just we're, we're playing favorites here, I think, at least as far as, as I am. But Eloy was going to be my my initial pick uh, in the Mike Trout Invitational Award, and I think if, if the White Sox are going to do what I think they're going to do, um, I will go back. I, I skipped a step here. I'll go back and, and do the uh, the the postseason. But if the White Sox are going to do what I think they're going to do, it's going to be because Tim Anderson continues to become a star and, and maintain that superstar status in baseball and become the face of not only a franchise, but one of the faces of the game itself. So postseason, I've got twins over Rays in the wild card, Yankees over twins because there's nothing better, uh, the Sox over the Astros, and then the Sox over the Yankees for your American League pennant. For my playoffs, I have, and the only reason I have this is because the Astros are in such a weak division they will have the most wins in the AL. So the White Sox will be facing off versus the Blue Jays in my playoffs. The White Sox will win that wild card. Redemption series. for 10-year-old me. I love it. Every yeah. second of it. Give it. Exactly. I, I remember in the no Jordan. Uh, Jordan stays oh. away and doesn't steal the spotlight. The White Sox will win the <laughs> AL wild card. Then I have, of course, the Yankees beating the Twins. It's a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> and the White Sox beating the Astros, a, tr a tradition unlike any other in the playoffs. Jeff Blum will be there to witness it. Yeah, it'll be great. So Yankees, White Sox in the ALCS. <sighs> That's where it ends, friends. Yankees just too strong for the White Sox, even with the Lloyd back. Offensively, Yankee. you think too much firepower offensively? Where what do you think they're both, better? The bull, the bullpens are about equal. You think yeah, you think um, all all facets I mean, of the they, game. They have a, a the Garcia guy, the Severino guy, of course Gear Cole. I mean, the pitching staff yeah. is filthy. 
the the power on offense is great. I mean, they're just pretty good. The reason I don't have them as the best team record-wise in the AL is because going against the Rays, going against the Blue Jays, even the Red Sox, resurgent Red Sox, Chris Hale should be coming back this year. They're going to be better than the teams that were in the AL East last year. So they won't have the the lofty record as of um, as of 2020 or 2019, but they will still be a formidable team and they will win the AL pennant this year. So that would mean, so for me, I've got White Sox over Dodgers in the 2021 World Series, avenging the loss in the 1959 World Series. And that would mean you have Yankees Dodgers. And who are you going with there? I'm going for the repeat there with the L.A. Dodgers. Too legit winning. to quit, huh? Yeah, they're just they're a team that has been in the postseason for years. I think this would be their ninth or tenth consecutive year being in the playoffs, and that has a thing. That has a value. I know the Braves were 14 years in a row and only won one, but I like this Dodgers thing, like Andrew Freeman, what he's building up. Doc out there, Dave Roberts, and that lineup. Even if they lose a player, like we're lamenting the fact that we're losing Eloy Jimenez. If they lose a player, like they lose Cody Bellinger. They're like, we're good. I mean, it's, it hurts, but you know, we're fine. We're, we're we'll find somebody else. You know, signing Mookie Betts to a big time lucrative contract after trading for him, getting Brutus Arguello um, from the Minnesota Twins when that deal fell through. I mean, just. They just have an embarrassment of riches out there, and uh, it's very sad that our teams are not that, but there's only one team that really is like that. The Yankees are good. The Dodgers are better. And I haven't finished my uh, American League for American League awards. I'm going with Rookie of the Year. Like you, my Rookie of the Year will not start the year with his team, but he will be one of the best players in the American League. His name is Wander Franco. He's a Tampa Bay Ray. If you haven't heard about him, check out some tapes. This guy is dynamic. I was between him and Jared Kalenic. The only reason I'm not picking Kalenic is two years in a row. I don't think two Mariners will win it, especially because I think the records will be very subpar and it would be very unusual for a 162 game season for a rookie of the year to be from a team like that when there's another guy that's out there putting up some good numbers. As far as AL, um, Cy Young, like you, I'm going to go with the White Sox. And I was going to be Lance Lynn all day because I think the walk year means a lot of stuff. And he wants to cash in on one more big time payday. But as I look around the landscape of the AL, there is no better pitcher. Not Garrett Cole, not anyone you want to name this year than Lucas goddamn Lou Giolito. <laughs> Not one. Remember that. Son he of Rick. The, he is the best. Yes, son of Rick. <laughs> Giolito. He is the best pitcher in the American League. Mark it down. He will be the AL Cy Young this year. The MVP. It's so hard to choose from all these good players in the American League. And we were on the Aloy train. And as you said, this is the award to one man and one man only. And they'll give it to him again because the numbers will be outstanding this year for Michael Nelson Trout. He'll win another MVP because he's just that good. He's superior 
to every single player in the game. Manager of the year in the American League. What do you think is going to go down there? Well, since I am picking um, the Twins to win the AL Central, where the White Sox have been uh, rumored to be the favorite of that division, not with some of the betting people, but some people still think the White Sox are the best. I think they're going to give it to Rocco Baldelli out there in Minnesota for outpacing the White Sox being the American league uh, uh, manager of the year. I was going to go with the Astros having the best record and giving it to Dusty Baker, but mm, I think they're going to give it to Rocco Baldelli. Dusty's won a lot of those. It's kind of expected. Now they expect him to win the AL West. I don't think most people think the twins are going to win the AL central. Well, in, in that vein, it's it's coming out of the central, and after the really rocky mm. start to, to his uh, White Sox career, I'm gonna I'm gonna say they're gonna give it to Tony. You know, uh, w- when you have success like the White Sox, I, I believe are going to have uh, awards just kind of come naturally, and they're gonna look at a team like, oh man, this is basically the same team as 2020, and they didn't make it out of the first round, but here they are, like, succeeding in the in the postseason. It's because of Tony, obviously, you know? So I, I think that they, they would be very inclined to give that Manager of the Year award to Tony La Russa, who's uh, certainly won it uh, once or twice before, I, I would like to, to believe. Um, actually, yeah, four-time Manager of the Year. He did it in 83, 88, 92, and 02. So this would be his first one in uh, nearly 20 years if he, if he gets it. So, yeah, I think it'll be a good year for, for Tony, and uh, we won't be talking about some of the bad stuff. So, uh, yeah, American League Manager of the Year, book it. All right, there you have it. We'll take a quick timeout to tell you what's coming up on Friday's show here on Locked on White Sox. Locked on White Sox is brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. They are the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football's done. NBA's heating up, college hoops winding down as well, NHL's in full swing, but we're talking about baseball futures and prop bets, over-unders, all that good stuff in today's show. Just go to betonline.ag and place your bets. Maybe you disagree with what Herb and I are saying. Go in there, put your money where your mouth is, and place your money at betonline.ag. They cover everything, including award shows, TV shows, and even reality TV. The odds are updated in real time, and there's props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline.ag has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds as well. It's the best way to place your bets, and best of all, it's free to sign up. Just head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget, so important, don't forget our promo code locked on when you sign up so they know that we sent you. BetOnline.ag. This episode of Locked on White Sox is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you guys for a while now about Built Bar. They've been down with the show pretty much ever since the beginning, and they are the best-tasting protein bar on the market, and they've been so for a long time now. And it's amazing that these things are so delicious because they are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber. They shouldn't be tasty, but they are. They found a way to make it delicious, and you know why? It's because they're covered in 100% chocolate. And now's the time to find out which Built Bar is the best and most tasty flavor? Just go to Built Bar on Twitter, at bar underscore built, because it's Built Bar madness. You can vote for yourself. You're sick of me hearing about coconut and my new favorite flavor, German chocolate cake, which I'll get to in a second. But now you can go and you can decide which Built Bar is the best flavor. And that German chocolate cake, by the way, German chocolate cake was one of my favorite things to eat in my less healthier days. But now Built Bar has managed to get the flavor of a German chocolate piece of cake 
in one of their built bars. And best of all, 17 grams of protein and only 5 grams of sugar in this one. 180 calories. It serves as a great after-dinner treat. It keeps me filled up. Or even an afternoon snack, I keep them in my desk at work. They are delicious. So go to BuiltBar.com now and get 15% off your next order. Do not forget that promo code, folks. So many people have reached out. Even my mom called me the other day asking for the promo code. I said, Locked 15, don't you listen? Good God, Mom. But they're going to order some Built Bars for themselves, and I could not be happier about it. And thank you guys for all your interactions on Twitter telling us what your favorite flavors are. Built Bar, it's the best-tasting protein bar ever. Go to Built Bar on Twitter at bar underscore built and you can vote to see who will become the best tasting protein bar. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB Prospects, hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton, is the only daily podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow. Follow Locked on MLB Prospects on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Herb, one more show left to go this week. Friday morning, hopefully... We'll post it uh, around midnight. Hopefully, it's a it's a nice short order ball game out there in Anaheim. A nice, uh, decently paced three hour affair with the White Sox coming out victorious. Hopefully, it runs long because the the offense shows out in full force and, and Giolito's pulled early because it, it's such a such a curb stomping of, of Joe Madden's <laughs> Angels. But yeah, we're twelve midnight Friday morning will be our next show. It'll be a recap, a post game recap of Sox Angels in the lid lifter hat tip to dan mcneil on that one so i'm looking forward to it man we get to break down a damn game no more off-season shows man we get to talk about actual games of consequence and i can't be happier it feels so good to have this great championship season and it is a championship season it Rest is in peace ed farmer um finally here a full 162 it's awesome to think that your team is in the hunt even though you know I'm not picking them to win the AL Central, I'm rooting like hell, and I will hold them to the standard of winning the AL Central, hold them to the standard of going to the World Series, as Rick wants them to do. He said the roster is a World Series contending team with health. I know that Aloy is gone, but he'll be back. And this team, I will be holding them to the standard of winning a World Series this year. And even though they didn't do enough to get to the World Series, in my opinion, they believe that they already have the roster. They already have the players on their team right now to get the job done. And I hope I'm wrong about it. I hope they're right. And I'll be on this podcast telling you that I was wrong, like the Jose Abreu thing, like the Tim Anderson thing. I'll tell you when I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. The White Sox are very exciting this year, and I'll be up for every game. See, sometimes I think, you know, as Bears fans or former Bears fans, we have to do things for the 670 to score of watching those games and hate watching them. And like we have to watch them because we're have to talk about them on Monday or if it's a Monday night game on Tuesday with the White Sox. It's not a thing. It's not a chore. It's not a job. It is. I want to watch this team because they're exciting because I'm a fan because it's awesome to see the adversity they've gone through and now being at that end of that tunnel you're like man if we're right here like it, it was a long slog but now we're here we're at the point where rick was telling us we're going and we didn't believe him some of us i didn't believe him but we're here 
it's awesome to see that they're uh, a very, very, very exciting team. And some of these players that we just forget about, like Luis Robert and Yohan Mancata, just in the lineup, Tim Anderson, man, Abreu, just saying the names gets you <laughs> goosebumpy. And Yasmani Grandal, a full 162 of Yasmani Grandal. Oh, this whew, feels great. <laughs> Easy. Wipe yourself <laughs> off there. Yeah. Oh, so, just, yeah, yeah, I can't say it any better than that. I will say this, uh, closing it out here. Don't sleep on the voicemail. Like, I, you know, I would like to hear some of your thoughts during tonight's game against the Angels. Game one, man. I want to hear some of your, your, your you know. Like live too, right? Yeah, you can drop it live. Like if you if there's a big moment in the game, like just feel free to dial up that voicemail and we'll we'll showcase uh, maybe a few of them in the postgame show. We'll kind of give it a Chris Ranji type of vibe where we get to actually hear your interactions. And I think I really want that to be a part of the show this year. And, you know, be have it be a, a place to vent, a, a place to, you know, be jubilant and just your, your, your stream of consciousness thoughts during White Sox games. And uh, again, that voicemail number for the Locked on White Sox voicemail is 312-566-8727. I had to think about it, <laughs> but I was, you know what I was doing there, Herb? I was thinking about the the players' faces in my head, so that is a, it is it actually worked. It, it it helps to to remember the, the lockdown White Sox voicemail. So leave us a voicemail and let us know your thoughts during the game, and we'll try to showcase some of those during the post game show. We're doing our own post game show, Herb. You ever think of that would happen to us? No, a couple, not at all. couple of slap great. Richards like us, yeah. So that's all I got tonight. All right, that's Chris Tannehill. Follow him at Chris Tannehill. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. And our show is at Locked On Socks. And like Chris said, 312-566-8727 is the way you leave a voicemail. Do it before we start the post. Once the post game starts, we're probably not going to be checking those voicemails at all. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com if you want to go the old school way and write out a long form letter. But I think the voicemails will be more of the way to get on a post game show. Of course, we're going to be doing Mailbag Mondays throughout the season. So for Chris Tannehill, my name is Herb Lawrence. It's opening night. Can you believe it? We're here on Locked On Socks.